Aloha, all you money makers. This is Indar Lang, and I'm super excited to have my good buddy here, Alex. Uh, me and Alex have been good friends for a long time, and you guys all know him, and we've been friends who are great, so it's super to have him here in person. So let's do it. Let's dive on in, and let's get into this episode 46. Let's go. If I told you guys that that subscribe button is the only thing that's separating you from financial freedom, because knowledge is power, I'm going to give you all the knowledge so you can succeed in life. So Aloha, thank you Alex for having you on the episode, I'm super excited. So for all the people out there, tell me who, you, who they, let them know who you are. Yeah man, so uh, I'm a full-time real estate investor and entrepreneur, yeah, primarily do deals in Southern California, but I get to live in a couple places and one of those special places is in the state of Hawaii. Yeah. So I have a place in Oahu and then also a Maui, but yeah, I fix and flip uh, full time. Um, right now I'm flipping, I think six houses in mm -hmm. SoCal. Um, and uh, I love, love, you know, real estate investment, man. I yeah. dove head deep in uh, about six years ago. Um, and so um, I primarily fix and flip to make money, but I also keep the best ones. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm all about um, keeping rentals and keeping a property long-term. Um, I do have a multi-family uh, value-add deal that I'm working on in Phoenix, Arizona. Yep, yep. Uh, so that's um, taking a lot of my time and bandwidth. And I uh, love, love networking. So I attend events, masterminds, you know, courses, all that to meet cool people like you. <laughs> uh, but then uh, I also host some great meetups. Yeah, uh, Alex has got a huge meetup and really cool. I got to speak at one of them. He's got a really cool, high-level following of people, really good people. Yeah, so we built that out over the last three years or so where we're, you know, um, elevating other real estate investors, making connections. And so I, I usually over 100 people uh, in Southern California every month, last that's Thursday awesome. of the month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's me, man. I'm just, I love uh, kind of bouncing around different places, but investing primarily in, in, that, in those kind of asset classes I just mentioned. Yeah, we were just debating earlier, talking earlier of where we first met. It's been five years, I want to say, four Four, about four, four, four years. Four. I think we start, We couldn't remember the first time we started hanging out and talking. I think probably through social, um, through events maybe. Had yeah, a, I think yeah. we met first just like virtually on social, social media. Yeah. And then I reached out to you because I knew that you were a really active big investor here Hawaii. in Hawaii. I was uh, thinking about moving to Hawaii yeah. um, back in 2000, I think, uh, 18, 19. Yeah. And then um, I got the opportunity to move. In that same, uh, you know, one of so 2020 ish, 19, 20 ish, yeah. and then we met in person once I had moved out here yeah. and, and visited yeah. Oahu. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's got he's got a really killer house in in Maui, uh, Maui Meadows. It's really beautiful house that uh, he rents out here at B&Bs. It's pretty, uh, or long term rentals too as well. Uh, it's a pretty nice house that a lot of people get to stay at, and it's got some cool neighbors too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. So it, it's been an ama amazing journey being able to call. Hawaii home and and I spent time here, build connections here. I do have you know the three properties, um, two in Maui and the one in Oahu. Um, did uh, have one in uh, Hilo on uh, Big Island, but sold that one. The flip, yeah. yeah. But tell everybody a little bit of your back back story. I I know, but when you, before you started flipping, you were working for this huge. Were they flippers? Were, 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 yeah, were yeah. Flippers? So I got my start. Um, like I think a lot of people do is by working for other real estate investors. So I went and got a job for uh, you know, one of a really successful boutique investment company in LA, yeah. worked for there for about a year. But they were doing like 100, 200 homes a well, year? Well, the first company I worked yeah. with, he was more of a boutique, so he'd take oh, down uh, anything, but it had to have a huge profit margin over there in LA, 100,000 or, or 
a profit or more. And I worked for him for a year, and he had a smaller company, about 10 people. And then I worked for that big company uh, where they had about 30, 40 employees. You ever follow those guys if they're still around? I'm curious. Yeah, I still talk yeah. to some of the people that, that yeah. worked there or had worked there uh, when yeah. I was there. And uh, we kept a good relationship. I left amicably. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they were but they were flipping, like, 200 houses annually. Yeah. And I helped them buy um, close to 60 houses in a year and a half. Yeah. So um, they got my, got my start that way, you know, just working for other people, making them a ton of money, and then saving some money and then eventually having the skill to do it myself. But even before that, a lot of people don't know, Alex I was a mortgage lender back in the day, 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 before all that. So he already knew a lot about the numbers and mortgages. And yeah, yeah. Stuff. Sometimes I tell people that like just that I, I had relevant skills yeah. that enabled me to have maybe a better chance of being successful in real estate investing because if you understand like say mortgage loans, for example, you understand what real estate agents do if you've been a real estate agent, yep. then it helps you in, in many ways to get into the game or to have an advantage in that area of real estate investing. So yeah, um, I was in the mortgage business, I uh, made tons of money, but then you know I was young, making money. I, I actually, I grew up in Southern California and um, back in the early 2000s, after going into banking and then going into mortgage mm-hmm. business, I rode that wave where everybody was getting you know, uh, loans, you know, as long as you had a, a pulse and a heartbeat. <laughs> Subprime you know? loans. That was before yeah. 2008. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, so I rolled that wave and then it all came crashing down, you know, the, uh, the market crash. I had a couple houses that I bought, you know, with these, with no, no money down, yep, right? 100% financing. Yep. So, you know, you learn lessons along the way. So yeah, man, I got a background in the mortgage banking, uh, real estate, but it really wasn't until 2017 you know, that I got went all in on real estate, mm. um, you know, just learning the business. And then I've been kind of doing my own thing for the last about four years. I'm, I actually remember following you, and there was a turning point, I want to say, where you you had this flip, I remember, in Southern Cal, and you were going to live in it, and then you decided to sell it and move, and move to Hawaii. I think you had that kind yeah. of big turning point. right? Yeah, there. exactly. So when I left the second company that I was working for, I was kind of at that pivotal point of, okay, I'm going to start my own real estate company. I did that, um, and then I attended a mastermind with Brandon Turner, yeah, yeah. Um, and he introduced me to all these other people through that uh, mastermind uh, event, and then it opened my eyes up to um, what was possible, and then uh, about a year later is when um, I got the opportunity to move there um, as well. So, you know, there's just these different t- uh, of, you know, opportunities that come up, um, you have to be prepared for them, but yeah, I had that house in LA, and that house enabled me to sell, you know, s- sell that property, pull out some profit, and then, um, you know, do virtual house flipping in LA while living in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't recommend that because it is hard to flip a house if you're not physically there, and you because you need a team to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I had a lot of experience in LA. I had a team, and so I was able to do that. But I don't advocate for that, like as you're starting now, uh, unless you already have boots on the ground. I remember early on, uh, we were talking this. I didn't have a team. I was still doing it all by myself. And you had your you're very big into teams and VAs and having a lot of great people around you. And I was always asking you questions about your team and how to build it. And uh, what what would you say some good things out there for people who are trying to build a team? Like how do you, how do you find good people? How do you hire? What do you what do you? Yeah. Do? So I think one big thing is that. Uh, hiring and firing people and attracting talent people to work with you and help you accomplish your vision, your dreams, is something that is super critical um, that you work on because it encompasses like leadership, encompasses actually being like an A player yourself so you can attract mm-hmm. A players to your team and, and people to complement your strengths and people to help you take like load off. Because um, I remember 
thinking, how are you able to like do all these properties at scale? Now, granted, you I mean you're ambitious, you work hard, yeah, you're talented, um, <laughs> you have a supportive, you know, uh, you know, wife and, and, and family and all that, right? So you have some other amazing pieces. I think that has helped contribute to your success without having to have a team. But it's also going to be very stressful. Would, yeah. would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Having a team makes it a lot easier. And, yeah, yeah, so I think it's just focusing on, hey, how am I going to attract people? Um, I, I've done it through a couple of methods. By, uh, by being part of a couple of coaching programs, I have access to other people that um, have less experience than I do but are committed to being a real estate investment. And so then I've attracted people through you know, some of these uh, coaching programs, uh, through some of these uh, um, you know, attending events and, and meeting other people. Yeah. And then also I've focused on how do I become a better leader? How do I think of my team members and help grow them and push them and multiply their you know, outputs? And um, so I've read books on it. I've constantly studied other like leaders that are that I respect, that I you know see that they're growing their teams. Um, so just making a commitment of saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to just do this. Uh, I'm going to have some help here, so yeah. that way I could get better at what I'm already doing. So um, I know that I'm awful like in spreadsheets and detail-oriented work and a lot of the things that like have to do with project management because I don't have a construction background. So I really do my best to put other people that are yeah. talented, yeah. motivated in those roles because otherwise it, it, things like that take my energy. And, and whenever um, you're trying to accomplish something big, you need all the energy you can get. Yeah, you know? yeah and I have right people to help get away the stuff maybe you're not good at too is really important. You know, you're not good, you find your weaknesses and you give those those traits away and allows you to be great at what you're great at and then have your team members to be great at what they're great at is, is yeah. really important. Absolutely. I'm on that, that phase right now. We, we built a team for years and um, we keep trying to build it better and cultivate it and I think we're at that phase again where we're trying to build a really amazing team and let the business build itself after that. Yeah. Yeah. Because so many of the uh, problems that I've noticed that we encounter as investors and uh, business owners yeah. is people related, yes. right? It, it's, it's it, obviously there's also things coming in financially sure. and all the other things that we, we're working on, but so much of what we do is, is attracting and training and hiring and, and keeping the right people around. You ever around. feel like there's the ebbs and flows, like you get these ups and downs when your team's running smooth, everything's efficient, you really have this great feeling, like my team's killing it, you have this great feeling, yeah. and then when shit you know, falls yeah, apart, it, you're like, yeah, man, I gotta stress and build it again, or whatever. It's very yeah. fulfilling to see team members grow from once you know you hire them to where they're at, say six months a year, they're yeah. completely different people. Their mindsets change, um, the skills that they have improve, and they acquire new skills. And it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like your kids. You you're like you see them grow, and you see how much yeah they learn and come so far. A lot of people, and sometimes I don't think they realize how far they a lot of people have come. Yeah, yeah it's pretty satisfying yeah. as, a, as you know a business owner to see people grow. Yeah. And then talk about doing it from far. You do things from afar. You, you know, often you're traveling, you're um, you're doing over things overseas. You know, you're in Mexico and you got your teams going. And uh, I think we had a great conversation one time. We're in Maui, we're up in Paella, and uh, you had your contractors were really solid. Yeah, solid contractor, really doing a great job for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I get to live in Hawaii, Mexico. And I, I invest primarily in Southern California, and we have that um, apartment building in Phoenix. Um, but all of that is made possible because uh, one is that I, I kind of set it up where I have some form of office or some setup 
that's almost identical in all the places I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in, in LA, I have a house and you know I have a standing desk and then like a dedicated <laughs> office room. You know, at the house I have there, and then in, in Maui and also Mexico, like I essentially have the same thing. When I'm traveling to other places, I've just gotten accustomed uh, and and used to like delegating and having these weekly meetings with my team mm-hmm. and, and then um, getting the work done no level, matter where. Level 10 meetings. I, yeah, yeah. From, uh, so I have these like meetings every week and it, it doesn't matter what time zone I'm on. I, it's generally going to be on that yeah. same meeting. So I think, um, you know, I, I've developed certain like habits, routines around the travel yeah. because I would prefer to be able to uh, be in different locations whenever I want and have that kind of freedom of location. Mm-hmm. Um, where other people maybe like they really feel like they need to have roots and just oh yeah I can't be outside of my you know my comfort zone or I can't be outside of my nest and you know where I'm home all the time. So some people yeah. really are very productive there. It did take some time. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, it, for me to develop the mindset of like hey it doesn't matter. So if I'm in an Uber or if it's an important phone call like I'm gonna have that call where other people they need to be in an office mm-hmm. to be you know kind of in that work productive, zone. Yeah. Where I've I've just developed this mindset that it doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm just gonna have to get the work done. Yeah. 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 What does what your team look like today? What's some of your key role people you have? Who do you yeah, so I have somebody in operations. So yeah. they're in operations managers to just help all the back-end stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we're you know, fixing and flipping a couple dozen houses a year. So, I mean, they're working on all the different things that have to do with operations. Mm-hmm. Um, I have somebody that's in project management. So there's um, the two, two project two managers yeah. and two project manager VAs. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just w- all work in some form of the project management Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, other uh, acquisitions department, I have four people, two part-time, two full-time people that are working there, constantly making offers, constantly negotiating with sellers, mm-hmm. constantly following up with hot leads. Um, so that's a critical part of what we do. And then I have also a personal assistant that tends to travel with me. Uh, shout out to Michael. <laughs> He's been an all-star in, in helping me with all the personal things that pile up yeah. uh, that are not the best use of my time. Yeah, I, I think I... And I would love to have one of those because there's so much little, little things you have to do and these little things of the business. Yeah, you ever heard that term like a death by a thousand cuts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel it's like that. Yeah. That if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, investor, and you're really busy, all these little things yes, slow you down. Yes. Going to the grocery store and then driving over here for these yeah. little errands. You're getting pulled in all these different directions, including business. Exactly. And, and then you're sitting there like doing something and it might only take, say, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But if you're doing that then you're not doing something that's worth a lot more to you as a yeah. business owner yeah. so i've really uh, tried my best to just have somebody always around me that could de- i could delegate those personal tasks yeah. i've actually given up for the most part driving as much as possible because i just found it's a task i you don't personally do a lot like more yeah. and i can just work more while i'm in yeah. the car um and stress less so yeah that's all right i need one of those can you get some buddies for me <laughs> i need one of those i have a friend actually dude that's all he does is he has a personal driver in la like a legacy is his name, and yeah. uh, that way he can work in the laptop in the back of his car. Yeah, you know, on an hour drive, you can do a lot. Yeah, and then I did particularly in Southern California with as much traffic, traffic. as there yeah. and everything, yeah. it's just it's uh, yeah. it burns you out being in that traffic, and it just puts you in a bad mood typically. Yeah. And so, um, I do everything possible just to be productive in the car and not like uh, stressed out. That's awesome. I find myself getting frustrated actually sometimes when I'm not doing things that are productive, you know, like yeah. I, why am I dealing with this? You know, whatever stupidness. I, right now, somebody's locked the keys in the house and they didn't put in a lockbox, and now we can't get them to the yeah. house. Like, why and, am I doing? And that's why I talk about systems and processes, right? Because there should be some type of protocol for all the things that are 
uh, pr- productive or, or, or things that, you know, in your business. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I've deeped out on, on that in the past. Uh, I'm not a, like, natural systems thinker. I'm more of, like, an idea guy, visionary mm-hmm. type of uh, mindset. But I found so much value from just deconstructing the things that I do well for my team members and say, hey, hey, what part of this can I just hand off to you? Yeah. What part of this can we make better? Um, so I can't say I figured it all out for sure. You know, it's an ongoing uh, process, but it's certainly something that I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs don't adopt, I think, fast enough. Or this idea of like, hey, I have to systematize mm-hmm. my business as much as possible so that way I can grow it and then not only that, have consistent um, results as well. Yeah. What do you think the difference is in the, your deals? You have deals in the mainland, deals in Hawaii. What do you, what do you think are some big differences, I think? Um, I, I think that well, there's it's, there's it's several all a differences. Game, but what do you think? Um, I think every market is a little bit different, so you have to play to the strengths of that market. Mm. So, for example, in Hawaii, I, I am not trying to acquire property to cash flow because it's typically not gonna you know hit the same numbers as mm-hmm. in the mainland. Um, but now having invested and being in Hawaii for three four years, I've noticed that like the properties that I do have and I hold have have, have appreciated. Yeah, appreciation. It's so crazy. I, I think you, you have to understand that like you're not gonna actually get the cash flow if you're in that market, and so that's fine. Um, then we're either going to flip you know, properties and can have nice uh, returns, um, or we could hold properties mm-hmm. long term. Understand that you know as long as we're not negative in cash flow and there's just, just kind of even. Just breaking yeah. even, yeah. Yeah. this property will likely you know pay great uh, return on investment yeah. you know over the years to come. And I've noticed that with all my properties I've kept in Hawaii um, and and in the mainland, um, I operate in lower price points. Yeah. There's um, also construction. It, there's more labor. There's more uh, availability to materials, so um, you you have kind of a higher barrier of entry, I think, in, uh, in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and so that deters a lot of people from doing a lot of deals. That's what makes what you do so remarkable because of like at scale we having properties in a very difficult market, not price tenant or not landlord friendly, uh, higher price points, um, all these things they compound, uh, but also that you know no risk, no reward. So if you're t- willing to take the risk and make the investment, then you're gonna get rewarded. So it's different, but the mainland ones that I, I also mainly fix and flip, um, also just stuff, this is my business model, right? I, I fix and flip cosmetic entry-level houses. Mm. Some of those do work out for cash flow rentals and I keep them because we got a great deal on them and we're able to lock in some, in some good long, long-term ter- financing or you know terms on the financing for that property. Um, or we just make a nice, healthy, consistent profit and then we uh, invest into other potential long-term investments like the 18-unit uh, uh, value-add deal in Phoenix. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my, my, my thing. It's like, hey, I don't try to put every single strategy on uh, every market. They're all a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I also wouldn't be buying just for appreciation in certain parts of SoCal because I, I know SoCal very well. There's some parts I might not appreciate as much. And there's a part like the house I have in Hollywood, I want to keep that long-term because I know that I got a great deal on it, I have good long-term debt on it, and I know that it will also appreciate, yeah. exactly. Whereas other parts of LA or Southern California uh, just don't have that same potential as Hollywood, so I'd rather flip that. Yeah, appreciation's huge in a way. I mean, I, your Maui Meadows house, I, I remember looking at that house, I was like, no way, that those numbers didn't work, but man, uh, you hit it right before a huge swing in the market. Yeah. And now that thing just keeps flying up and up and just for that area alone, too. I mean, they say don't try to time the market. You can just time in the market. Yeah, time so if you get market. deals good enough yeah. uh, terms and price, well, then you're able to hold it Actually, long term. Now he's going to probably go up in probably a lot right now. I wonder if there's not enough housing now. But um, so we have a last question uh, section. We have an uh, investor inbox. We do we do questions from our, our people out there. And uh, uh, 
Kihei asked, um, I'm a bit on the shy side. I just don't know what to say during a meetup or what you can, what could you recommend for those who are more introverted but want to make it, make those connections at these meetups, so. Yeah, yeah, I got great advice for that because I've, I've networked a lot and I found yeah. deals, I found team members, I found private lenders, contractors at meetups, so I'm a huge fan. But you do need to go with the plan. So my suggestion is number one, uh, identify you know, kind of what you're bringing to the table. Like do a quick inventory. Like, hey, are you skilled in this area? Or do you have you know people that are in certain trades that can help yeah. investors? Like what is it that you might be able to bring to the table? And then also have some sort of 30-second elevator pitch or mm -hmm. some some type of uh, explanation of what you do, what you're about. Yeah. Hey, I'm Alex, and I fix and flip houses, yeah. and I'm always looking for these kind of houses. What do you do? You know, something pretty simple that that because you're going to be saying it over and over again. And then I, I typically like to ask two questions when I'm talking with someone. Sometimes I don't get to both, but because the first one we go long-winded and then connect and exchange information. But I'll typically ask, oh, so what's like your biggest challenge right now? Yeah. And so I'm finding now what's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you like that. So then now we can, we can get down to the you know the nitty gritty, yeah. the, the, the yeah. you know the challenging yeah. part yeah. of what they're up to. And sometimes I can help with an introduction, some advice, yeah. um, any of the above. And so I'm looking to see how, what I can do to solve problems yeah. for somebody. And then secondly, I'm like, hey, what's really winning for you? What what do you think is your greatest opportunity, or yeah. what are you most excited about right now that you're working on? So that we can kind of elicit some type of, of information about what they're up to that's working, working for them. Working good, yeah. Yeah, yeah and perhaps awesome. that yeah. it might work for me and my team too. Yeah. So so that, I think, some simple uh, tips there it's for It's kind of the yin and yang. The what's, your, what's your weaknesses and what's your strengths? You know, it's yeah. kind of... I love I love those two sides of the because questions. then guess what they're gonna ask me too. Well, my biggest challenge are sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And if you're taking action, you're a deal maker. Yeah. You're doing stuff. You're gonna have some challenges. Like, hey, I'm looking for this. And that person might help you. Know somebody that can help you. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've recently been very vocal about wanting to have someone run my operations in, in uh, SoCal mm -hmm. and uh, to be uh, more on that side of things because it really takes a lot of energy for me to be in the d dirty details. I prefer to work on other things in the business. And yeah. so um, because I've been more vocal about that, I've been getting applications. I've been mm -hmm. getting some applicants. I've been getting some, you know, some genuinely solid prospects of people that could potentially take on this role that I'm looking for right now. But yeah. it's because I've been vocal about what I'm looking for and it, because it is a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. You gotta sure. ask for help, and that's one thing I learned from some of our yeah. mutual friends and mentors that you gotta be able to ask for help to get it, and you can't be shy about it because yeah. ultimately nobody can read your mind. So go out there and tell people what you're struggling with, so that way they can help you. Actually, I was just thinking about me and you have had some intense meetups in when we were at the Army Street a long time ago. We were really diving into each other's mm -hmm. problems. Just recently, we were at a a friend's house and we were yeah. really diving into each other's problems and how we can help and be better and it's pretty I think me and you are very close in the sense that we're very open to each other we, we won't share to most people but we'll share to each other um, what we're struggling with and help better each other because we have this sense of let's figure out together let's we're in this together let's you know I actually just yes you know, exactly yeah. well we were hanging out the other night um, at our friend yeah. A friend, a mentor, has advisor's house. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, he was going through all these details of, of of asking us questions about our challenges to see if he can help unpack them. Yeah. Because 
he's gonna look at it unemotional. Usually, when you're dealing, you're with your own problems, your own challenges. Well, they're so personal yeah. that they're very emotional, yeah. and so you might not be able to look at it as objectively as you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone else looking at your problem, that's smart and a business person that maybe has very. And you look up to it. you gotta look up to the person, and then you look up to them. Uh, can give you some advice on that that could completely change your perspective on it and your action that you're gonna take on it and help you solve that problem. And I feel that we both were able to yeah. get that that night yeah. um, by being vulnerable and sharing with our mentor what kind of we're going through so then he can unpack it, like I said, and, and just give us great advice on it. And yeah. I felt I walked away from that meeting feeling like I had answers, feeling like I had a better direction on these big problems yeah. that I'm facing right now. And it's interesting because sometimes I feel like the answers you know but just good to hear it sometimes from each other. Yeah. You, you know something. Yeah, he told it. me yeah. I had to sell this yeah. own property, yeah. uh, and I'm just like, oh, you know, he's, he's definitely right. And now I'm way more open to doing it yeah. because the number one thing that you tell investors is, hey, you have to use logic because that's your best friend as an investor. You're being rational about it and just paying attention to the numbers, not letting your emotions get all wrapped up in, and then, yeah. you get, you, then you're biased and then you're not looking at the answers as objectively. So uh, he was able to do that for us, and I felt that was super valuable. I yeah. felt like I owed him like a consulting <laughs> fee after that meeting. And a couple good margaritas, huh? Yeah, I know. I, I hang out with him a lot, too, and I feel like I owe him so much sometimes. Yeah. But it's having good people like that in your life and be able to sh- share and relate. So if you can get out to meetups, that's where you find these people. The actual the person he's talking about, we met at a meetup, and... Uh, I think me and Alex met at me. So being at these meetups is where you can really find these great people that uh, we're part of Brandon's group. And I feel like at Brandon's group, everyone's got that same entrepreneur mindset. They have that same business growth mindset. They're all real estate investor guys. And we just click so fast when you're around like-minded people who are sharing the same struggles, who are sharing the, the same growth, have the same energy, have that same pattern in life and you just click really click fast with people where they're yeah you're like best friends without even barely knowing somebody for years absolutely you know? yeah. just uh, these connections are really valuable because you can t- talk openly man yeah. rather than talking with someone that's on a different level i mean those conversations are different yeah uh, i think just as valuable because then you're helping pay forward like hey, you're talking to someone brand new so you're yeah. like all right let me give them the, all the but even I if can. you are brand you find out other guys brand new you guys can share and work together sure. you know so very true you grow together with those groups that's uh, what i did i was part of a mastermind i didn't know nothing and they didn't know nothing and we learned together and grew and like and then i just get into these different mastermind groups of yeah people. i heard it put one time by somebody who used to follow that it's uh, advisable to spend 33 percent of your time with people that are below your level so you could help them up you 33 percent of your time at people at your level and then 33 percent of your time you know at people that are above your level and i i don't think you could realistically do that all evenly but i found a lot of value of having yeah. that, that in my network where i have a wide range of people in my network some people beginning some people that are worth uh, tens of millions of dollars yeah so like i i, I like to learn from all of those people or and or help all those people and or connect with all there's of them. abundance it's enough for all of us to succeed guys um so the last part um events of the week do you have any big events you just had some great events actually come up do you have any new events in planned and also are you trying to raise any money for any specific deal you want to yeah so about? great question so um yeah i do host a monthly meetup the next one is going to be at the end of, of August, so uh, I think it's the 31st, mm. um, and that one's going to be hosted in Phoenix at the 18-unit apartment building. Mm. Um, so nice. we're going to have that. That's going to be fun. Uh, show people that project and the progress it's going to be you know, has right now. Yeah. 
Um, and then for that same apartment building, we're, we're still looking for some, um, you know, some, some investors, investors on yeah. that deal. Yeah. Um, and then I'm always, you know, uh, fixing and flipping in LA. So if people want to, you know, reach out to me and want to be part of some Southern California, you know, basic fix and flip deals, yeah. we're, we're always uh, looking. So for anyone them. in Arizona, his next event, he'll be in Arizona. You should come check it out. He has some really great, great people there. And I think they're just shy of raising enough for that particular deal. I think it's like two or 300,000 more. So yep. get in the, involved in his deals. He's great. Uh, he's got some really great deals. Um, and check out his events. His events are great. I I, I, I would go to him if, if I could. <laughs> it's a little more. Well, we had, like I said, we had two amazing events. Yeah. One in uh, Waku, one in yeah, Maui. Yeah, the and then, but yeah. usually it's stuff in Southern California. But what I found is that it's, since I'm investing in this different areas, I want to constantly expand my network and connections in these areas because it's actually harder for me to do any type of remote work here yeah. in Hawaii than it is in the mainland. I have a lot more resources, team, all that in the mainland. But, like, in Hawaii, because of the nuances and, you know, the local kind of effect of, like, hey, you know, knowing people and just the scarcity of, like, labor and, uh, and materials and people that really are actually entrepreneurial and, uh, you know, ambitious yeah. are a bit more scarce in Hawaii. Would, would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, that makes it harder for you to do business yeah. here. And so, um, yeah, I'm always trying to expand. That's why I did the meetups here, because I wanted to continue to like, expand my network here yeah. in Hawaii. It's a smaller, and same thing with yeah, Phoenix. Every market's a little bit different, so it's great to have um, solid connections of all levels wherever you're yeah. investing or thinking about investing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So last part, where can everyone find you? Audience follow you? So my you, got, you got hacked in your social media, actually. You had to rebuild it, actually. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been um, yeah, a long road on that. Yeah. I, I was really you had a huge following, and then your social got hacked with those... Yeah, I had a crowd. Oh, guys oh man, it, it was, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of sucked. But, yeah. I mean, you move on. Um, it is what it is. And um, right now, my, my engagement's really high with the current following that I have yeah. compared to the old one. I think it's, it's so I'm trying to look always to get the positive side of things. Yeah. And uh, we have a great team on the social media side of what we do. So, yeah, most people can reach me either. I highly recommend they uh, hit me up on Instagram. Um, real estate dealmaker is my handle mm -hmm. um, and you, uh, also really proud of all the long-form content webinars and free uh, information I've uploaded on my YouTube channel under Alex Camacho TV mm -hmm. I think those are uh, the two there um, so just check it out let me know how I can help I'm always trying to connect with people um, from everywhere that are investing in real estate yeah. and trying to become the yeah, best get on there guys ask questions I say to every episode there's no place to start but other than ask questions and we're we're an open book um there's no place to start other than to get out there and start so ask questions don't be scared like inscribe and follow and comment and and uh please support thank you guys so much and uh thank you for having thank you for coming on the show and coming down and being in an office and thank you everyone for listening Aloha. Aloha. thanks for having me on man. thank you everybody let's go let's go